Welcome to D and D and D, the Dinner Party Role Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Russell. With me today are Beth and Mike. Say hi, Beth and Mike. Fun people, Beth. And Mike. I, hi, fun people. <laughs> I'm a fun people. Mm. It was just I wasn't expecting to get through the intro. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for us to interrupt. I was. I was waiting for shenanigans. Oh. We're they in, didn't come. We're in good form today. Yes. We are. We have come as professional performers. Yes. In mm. character, ready, ready to, to go. fight some vampires, probably. Mm. We'll yep. see. We don't know this. Maybe maybe the skeletal hand that you landed on friendly. <laughs> uh, we've possible. been playing Elden Ring. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough now with all the Elden Ring that has been put into my brain to not just make everything very, very serious now. <laughs> like to transition away from the most serious fantasy thing to goof. Fun time is, although this has more of a serious tone than the re- than the main story. It does. I, it, we've we've found that this has a little bit more of a, a seriousness to it than uh, than the main story. Though the main story has its serious moments as well. It's a mix, like life. But we're getting back into it after our little. I, I ended up calling it the, an inspiration station. Oh yeah, <laughs> so cute. That's what that's what I ended up calling it. That that came out last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our little conversation just about the process and creativity and whatever. It was really enjoyable. I hope that uh, for those of you who listened, uh, that you got something out of it. We got some nice messages from people who really uh, who really dug it. Uh, thank you for those. Uh, if you have not listened, uh, check it out. It's just a f- we we just kind of t- an hour conversation about creativity and creating and and stuff it was it was nice it was needed it was i needed it yeah yeah Yeah. it was great yeah it was a it was a fun time in our in our small window that we had last time to to record now we have more time now we will play dungeons and dragons excited to do that today's uh stretch of the adventure the shared dining experience that is inspiring this bit uh i had mentioned last time is drinks getting drinks drinks was the you need more slack? That's adjusting her headphones. <laughs> so I didn't mean to interrupt the podcast. <laughs> uh, drinks will be inspiring this bit. So I, after after we record, we're going to uh, have some Aperol spritzes. I got stuff for. I truly is, don't understand how Aperol spritzes, which is a like delightful bubbly pink, yep, vacation drink. Yeah, in in Florence. <laughs> uh, is connected to skeleton hand. It's it's basement. Not explicitly Aperol spritzy. Don't. <laughs> it, it ended up being. I ended up having Aperol. We're we're gonna do Aperol spritzes in real life because it is a beautiful weekend this weekend in the weather's su- amazing. in Southern California. It's Aperol spritz weather. But what is it? Well, you keep saying Aperol spritz. Aperol spritz this and that. Girl, you've it? never had an Aperol spritz. It's it's no. a very, very refreshing, slightly bitter, slightly sweet, chilled summertime drink. I think you'll quite like it. It's a very sophisticated little bubble, uh, bubbly time. Yeah. I'm Aperol, sure Prosecco, club soda, and orange. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. 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 It's very nice. Okay. It is a it is a nice one. Uh so we'll, we'll you know, hopefully we'll we'll have a, a couple of those after we get through today's recording session. Wait, did you say orange or blood orange? I do have blood oranges. There it is. <laughs> there, yep. <laughs> We're in. We got it. <laughs> we made it, team. I did get a blood orange, so uh, that's that's how we'll tie it in. But it is it is a beautiful weekend. 
uh, and we will be having some uh, some summertime drinks, even though it is still April. So wherever you are, make 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 yourself feel like it's summertime with uh, with an with Avril spritz. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The ads come later. Uh, if Aperol would want to sponsor us, that would be fantastic. The reason why I know Aperol Spritzes is because of this one. Um, she's not even an influencer. She's like a, an actress who I was following briefly on Instagram. Uh, and her Instagram stories were very entertaining. She would just like talk loudly about silly things. Uh, and she always had an Aperol Spritz. And she was constantly talking about how good it was. And it made me really want to try it. So one day I went out and I got all the ingredients. And I was like, yes, yeah, all right. They're they're nice. They're they're low ABV. They don't really sneak up on you if you're if you're you know having a day by the water or something. It's a yeah. it's a good it's a good one. I'm curious. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, we will find out. But yeah, we we're going to get back into the story here after a little bit of time away. Last we left you guys off after meeting after traveling through uh, a, a long journey through some underground caverns. You met a mysterious figure. Uh, on a hillside, Castian Valmoriel, who was in this land hunting a great evil uh, that you came to learn was Lord Orlthos, who brought a cutting of this evil white oak tree uh, that was the the great fixture and sigil of of the the historically evil uh, Yanaranthanius Argranthium. So you believe that this uh, cult of the white oak that you ran into in the the city has its headquarters or otherwise origins um, from this lord trying to keep this this memory of this big bad evil guy alive. That's the running theory right now. Uh, you're investigating that to try to find the missing dinner guests of Blinther and Belamore in order to have the uh, wizard send you back to your world. Uh, there are a couple of Reasons for wanting to go home. Um, one, Nils and Majumbo don't belong here at all. They came here by accident. Two, Katheria is worried about the mysteries of her family and the origins of what you believe is some sort of curse. Right. Uh, um, and three, Navia's having problems with her wild magic uh, and her magic in general. And is now concerned about what that means for her if she cannot control uh, herself around these people that she cares about or is coming to care about. So now the five of you uh, were journeying through this snow-covered land that uh, seems to have been under a, a, a long winter and buried beneath snow. There was strange pink ice formations around. There was, uh, you know, the better part of a town was completely covered in snow. You found a temple to the goddess of the moon mm. where there was a uh, hidden passageway that led you, surprise, surprise, underground. Mm. Um, it's okay. You can take us underground. It's your signature now. You, you've descended a spiral staircase that um, Majumbo fell down um, and discovered a uh, skeletal hand of some kind at the bottom of this staircase. Uh, and that's where we left things off. We will pick back up immediately at that point. Um, but before we do, do you guys have any questions for me before we get started? We can't see anything, right? It's real dark. It is dark, yes. Uh, currently. I can't see anything. Yeah, Nils and Jumbo uh, cannot see. They're, everybody else can, although nobody knows that Katheria can see. Did you tell Navia at some point? 
That's a detail. Didn't Navia, wasn't Navia able to pick up on it? I think she was able to pick up on it. Yeah. One time, one, you, you guys had your little scene in the case. She realized that like, I was looking yeah, at like Nils. stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the two of you are kind of clued into the weirdness of this. And, um, you know, she's aware too of this undercurrent of anxiety that, that you, Katheria, have because yeah. of all of your, your, um, but family stuff. I haven't, I haven't talked to her about my dreams at all. No, you are also having these dreams, yes. These strange dreams where you're seeing dragons. There was one where you saw a man's hands instead of your own. Uh-huh. There, uh, you learned from Castian that there were, that dragons were a major part of the war mm-hmm. um, to stop the Anorinthanius. And it was allegedly dragons that um, destroyed his castle and destroyed that tree. But some of it lives, allegedly. Hmm. I also want to say, ordinarily, this would be something that she would confide in Navia. But Navia is going through something right now. Right. That Kat doesn't want to burden her with what doesn't seem as important. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It was Navia originally who wanted to come to the Feywild. She mm-hmm. was seeking something. Uh, she was seeking more power. She was seeking more knowledge. It's become a little bit of a be careful what you wish for situation for her um, now that she's discovering that she's having all these issues with her magic. Which is a much more immediate concern. And so Theria's issues, uh, she has incidentally found Nils to be a comfort. Yes. You guys have had a couple moments now. Um, Nils has uh, been a... A protector of sorts, uh, you know, whether it's needed explicitly in, in a physical harm way or more just as a, a you know, shoulder to lean on. Uh, Nils has been there for Etheria a few times now, which has been nice. For Nils, this is, a, this is an adventure. This is a grand adventure that has turned a little bit serious, for sure. This is, this is a much more serious place than Hosk. And the surrounding areas, um, yeah. you know, you've you've gotten to much higher stakes than uh, than you've previously come across in some of your adventures. He's killed a man. Yes, you've you've slain foes in a way that maybe Nils has managed to avoid so far in his adventuring career. But nonetheless, there is still a sense of adventure. Uh, I think that part of Nils, that excitement, that that uh, curiosity. Is Stop still... being so self-critical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Never. Um, Curious underground tunnels. We love it. You could just hear <laughs> the air quotes in that curiosity. <laughs> uh, that's still driving, Nils, I think. Um, there is still... You still want to move forward. You still want to find out what's at the end of this. You still want to get to... You still want to complete the quest. You know, there's still... Mm-hmm. Nils is a capital A adventurer. Very much so at this point in his life. Got to see this through. Got to see it through. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I, it's a job undone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you guys are now. So, right. we will get back to it. You have come through this uh, hidden temple. Uh, when you when you did, uh, there was the the strange vines, the, the mysterious life-draining vines that were, that had defaced this temple. Um, you did something that resu- that led to them being uh, uh, withdrawing into the ground and pulling a bunch of the the stone and earth and stuff with them. There was a loud noise uh, deeper in the tunnel as a result of this that you don't know the the meaning of yet, um, and it revealed this hidden passageway. So there are these 
creepy vines uh, around too that that have drained the life from Katheria, and those still continue to um, be everywhere. And they're know, allergic to the bugs. Walls. It was the bug juice. That's what it was. I yes. was like, what was it that we did? Like, what did oh. you splash on them? Oh, it was the bug juice. It was the bug juice that, <laughs> that they recoiled from, yes. Yep. So, you have reached the bottom of this stair, the rest of you who did not fall. Theory, are you lighting the way? Yes. Yeah, okay, with your staff. Yes. Yes, so there is a pale... I cast the cantrip light. Right. A silvery light uh, emits from your staff and illuminates the room... Uh, as you get down to the bottom of it, you see uh, Machumbo and Navia having fallen. They have landed in a pile of bones, humanoid-looking bones, one of which uh, is a like half-complete arm and uh, skeletal hand that Majumbo has picked up as the thing that he has landed on. And as he inspects it and look, and the light from your staff reaches it, allowing him to see what it was that he has uh, landed on, um, it starts to move. Let's roll for initiative. <laughs> Already, mm-hmm. you don't even get this. You don't even get the setup. Dang, eleven, uh, twelve. It's going to be uh, Castian, Navia, Jumbo, Nils, Theria, and then the monsters, whatever they may be. In this moment, as you guys reach the bottom uh, landing of this uh, hidden tunnel. You're in a room that is about 20 feet square, so it's not a huge room. There are two doors leading off of it and this stairway, one on the north wall, one on the east wall. And then the stairway is kind of at the uh, intersection of uh, the south and west walls. Majumbo is kind of in the center of this room on top of this pile of bones. There are vines snaking their way along the ceiling on each wall with a door coming through each door. And they are covering all of this, all, all the walls. Um, not, not, like, not like completely covering, but there are vines all over. They don't seem to be touching the floor much. They seem to be stretching from the ceiling. Majumbo rolls over and this skeletal hand starts to move and starts snapping at him. It starts kind of to, as if it's trying to grab for his body somehow, for his throat, for his face, wherever it can grab. Uh, he reacts, he drops it, and he casts it aside, and the bones form uh, together with other bones. And it, this seems mismatched. They don't seem to be all no. from uh, one uh, person or one being. They they seem to be uh, multiple uh, bodies worth of bones that have come together to kind of form this mit- mismatch thing. Even with the light, uh, the shadows are very dramatic um, because of this single light source in here. Through all of the, you know, the, the openings and the bones, you get some very, very strange shadows all along the walls. Castian Nils, you're probably closest to him. The, the two of you, I feel like, would would have a similar kind of reaction of, you know, rushing up ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see that when he gets to the bottom here, he kind of holds back, and there's a there's a change in his demeanor. He he's already a very pale person, but you, what, what little bit of color you can perceive uh, in his skin kind of drains a little bit further from his face, uh, and he steps back, and he doesn't act right away. He, he, he mutters something. Um, you can't uh, catch it, but he seems to kind of mouth something and um, he just kind of steps back and 
keeps his swords up, but he doesn't doesn't act. What's wrong, man? This was where my though I last saw one of my companions. I this could be, and he just kind of trails off. It's Navia's turn. Uh, Navia uh, instinctively raises her staff as well. She's about to cast Thorn Whip, but she stops herself short. Uh, and she looks at you, Pat, and she says, I I still don't, I don't really know what to do. It's, it's, my instinct is still magic. Do you think, can I hurt something like this just with with the staff? It's Put yourself in an instructor's shoes. Advise me. Ah, I, that's that's a great, great thing. I, uh, it's, I, it seems to be undead. I, 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 if you have anything that radiant damage, maybe would 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 hurt it. Okay, that's that's, that's what the lessons say. Uh, in, in the meantime, oh, I can't even help you. It's I, everything is magic. Go get him. <laughs> uh, and she kind of hides behind you, Nils. Uh, Majumbo Cat is filled with determination. <laughs> Uh, Majumbo steps back. He stands up and he says, "Oh, skeletons! Skeletons aren't, aren't too bad. We can we can handle skeletons. It's pretty standard stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, just bones, just bones. Knock uh, them over, right? Just he is going to just try to stab at the with an eighteen, which will hit. Uh, he has a magic rapier, a very fancy weapon." Um, and it is going to do a little bit of damage on these bones. 11 damage. So he stabs at one and he kind of like pokes out a like a bone and the skeleton kind of shifts. It, like it like drops where the bone support dropped out and it like compresses a little bit, pokes <laughs> out like a vertebrae and it yeah. gets a little shorter. Like a Jenga skeleton? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't slow its advance now that it has formed up. Uh, and you see that it has pretty nice weapons. Like, even though everything in this place seems very old and untouched in a very, very long time, uh, its its buckler and its sword are uh, unparnished. They don't appear to have been um, affected by time. They still seem sharp. The gleam of this blade in the light, in Theria's light, seems very deadly. Uh, it is now your turn, Nils. Uh, you've got Majumbo between you and the skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to follow Majumbo's lead and attack the area he attacked, which was the leg. Uh, like, what, where was ju- it? like the spine, kind of, oh, is where great. he stabbed into it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a swing. I'm not going to stab. Right. I'm going to take a big swing. Do it. 16. 16 will get it, yes. Okay. And then five bludgeoning. Okay, yeah, you you uh, also Jenga out a little bit of the spine with a swing of your warhammer, and again, it kind of compresses. The skull snarls at you. It opens its mouth and it screams. It projects a noise, a kind of roar, uh, high-pitched, somewhere between a, a screech and a roar. All right, for my second attack, then, I'm going to look up and throw my warhammer at its jaw. <laughs> okay. Whoa. At its face. Nat 20. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Alright, roll your damage. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like shut up. Shut up. Twelve. Alright, yeah. You uh you do. You you just scream back at it ah. like uh, like <laughs> Brendan Fraser and the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you throw your hammer, knocking its skull clean off. Yo! Uh the rest of the bones scatter to the ground. It is Kitheria's turn. The rest of the bone where'd it go? They just fall apart. It just falls apart. Wait, but can I catch the can I catch my Warhammer? Roll I mean, athletics. Okay. You're not Thor. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, 
I, th- I threw it up, 17. Okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, you can grab it. I, like, fumble like, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, you fumble a little bit, but you, you, you manage to, gra- you, like, grab the head instead of the handle. Ouch. You have to flip it back <laughs> yeah. over. What, 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 there's a pile of bones on the floor. Currently, there's a pile of bones. What Are do you they do? moving? Not just yet. They seem to have been scattered. Cat was like, okay, radiant damage, <laughs> ready to go. And then they're just scattered on the floor. Navia, ad- advise, advise me. I'm skeptical to think that just hitting it with a hammer might have done it. So let's assess our surroundings. Let's, let's just go back to, you know, day one kind of stuff. <laughs> what if we separate the bones? Keep them from joining together. That's yeah. that's not a bad idea. What, what else? We've got these vines. Don't touch the vines. Nobody touch the vines. Can we hit the vines with the bones? See what happens? Yeah. Castian is stepping. He's He's gone up a couple stairs. He stepped back. He, he's like focused on... The, the the sword and the shield that are on the ground that have mm. that still look like they did whenever whenever they landed here. Yeah. But it is Kitheria's turn. You still have something to do if, yeah. you, if you want to do. Kitheria's gonna cast Moonbeam at second level, okay. directly in the center of the room. Okay. So this is gonna be a five foot cone. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a radius. It's also 40 foot high cylinder. And then dim light will fill the cylinder. So I imagine that that'll emit light in the room as well. Mm-hmm. If they, if a creature starts there or enters that cone, it's engulfed in ghostly flames. And it must make a con saving throw. It is the, the monster's turn next. So the bones are going to make that saving throw. Uh, 22. Wow. What the fuck? Will beat your spell save, I imagine. It does, yes. Yes. So is it half damage? It's half damage. Okay, so roll 2d10. Uh-huh. And I'll half that. That's going to be an 11. Okay, so we'll call that six. Cool. But it does push all of the bones away. They they get out of this moon. How like, the bo- they move the bones on their move? own. That's a very good question. They move, but they do. Ugh. Uh, and they start to form. They, like, crawl up one of the walls. <laughs> Uh, I have such silly noises in my head, oh, like ding, 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 as <laughs> they like flip and turn. Like an old cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Cuphead enemy. Yeah, uh, they crawl up the walls. They 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 scatter to the walls. Each uh, opposite walls, groups of bones. Some some go to one wall, some go to the other, and they form into some. They they form into a shape, uh, a roughly bipedal shape. Um, one takes the shield. One takes the sword. They start to uh, they peel off of the wall, and you can see that now uh, there are vines moving the bones, tendrils from mm. the vines Whoa. that are attached to these bones, and they are moving them. Ew! Like a like a cardiovascular system. The half that has taken the shield is going to step forward, and it's going to swing uh, the shield at Nils. Uh, does a sixteen get you? No, oh, eighteen. Mm, it misses. Uh, another one is going to huh. go at Majumbo uh, with a uh, 17. That will get him. And that sword hit is going to uh, slash at him. Oh, boy. He's going to take 10 damage. I'm sure he was healed at some point, and this 24 is probably not correct. Is a reaction. I can take his damage. Oh, then yes. Okay. It can't be reduced or prevented in any way, so I, I whatever. 10. Okay, so I dive in front. Of the shield. You dive in front of the shield, yeah, and you take 10 damage in oh. place of Majumbo. I hope that's the only hit you'll have to take from me. Uh, and I'll take as many as I need to. Everybody now make uh, perception rolls. Mm. Eight. 
17. That shield got me pretty good. Bonk. 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 You and uh, you're a little dazed. Navia and... Little birds and stars over your head. <laughs> Remember when I said this one was more serious? Um, uh, everybody failed except for Theria. Theria, you feel... You hear uh, heartbeat. So you said that vines were coming in through the doors. In through the doors. So the source of those roots... And those vines are through... Through these doors. These doors, okay. You hear a heart... And the doors do not have doors, they're just openings They're just openings, the yes. They're just openings into different rooms. Um, and through the north one, you hear this heart... And now it is Cassian's turn, and Cassian is going to say, he's taken them. He's, I couldn't help them, I couldn't save them, they, and now they're part of him. And he's just kind of kind of mutter, and, and he kind of drops his swords to his sides. Can I say something? Sure. It's the vines. Castian, if you can't cut the bones, cut the vines. There's like a moment of recognition. He moves his hand uh, and he lights one of his swords aflame. Uh, there's like a, a stretch of floral, fiery floral imagery that's, that snakes across, uh, that grows across his, his blade, uh, lighting it uh, afire. And he swings at the wall, it hits the wall. And uh, <laughs> uh, and cuts one of the vines. Uh, one of the arms that was wielding the sword um, drops to the ground, and the vines kind of wither. And there is a shriek from somewhere deep within room system. Um, you hear a, a shudder, a sound that's not quite human, not quite animal. Um, it's a very strange noise, but it's something is reacting to having just been hit. Uh, it is Navia's turn. Um, Navia said, uh, go, "The moonbeam, good. It can't. It can't. It's got to stay out of there. If we, if we can, you know, maybe adjust it on the next pass. I, I, I will." And she's going to hit something with her staff of the woodlands. It is an eleven. That's not going to do it. She's really not used to to physical fighting and is just all over the place with her swings. Uh, just, just really, you know, like. You guys seen The Shining? Remember when Shelley Duvall has the axe and she doesn't really know how to hold it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like what, that's like what she is. She doesn't really know how to hold it to, to swing it like a weapon. Nils, it's your turn. You have a half of a, of a, of a skeletal creature that the vines are, are, pull, are, are snaking off of the wall attached to these bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're unaware of the heartbeat um, in this other room. Uh, and the the one Cassian was able to cut the 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 shield arm off of the wall. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I'd like to go try to hit one that's holding the sword. Okay. Then, yeah. So I go find I go find that, and then I swing, and I get another net. Jesus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. You kind of take a moment to make sure that Navy is watching, and then you like r- just grip it and rip it, <laughs> yeah. and like like a really. F- Great two-handed swing, just perfect form. Get the <laughs> hips into it, and boom! All of the bones just shatter against the wall, leaving a kind of viney outline of a person. Ooh! You catch just a moment. There's a face, and it almost looks sad for a moment before the vines snap back into place in the wall, um, and the bones scatter along the floor. I turn to. Navia, and I'm like, hey, I can teach you how to do that. <laughs> um, next time we are, maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> now. If there's a quick, maybe maybe a, we, a cram session we could do, I think it <laughs> yeah. would be very helpful. I agree. Uh, going forward, if I could 
Dude, no, make it hit. active. This is fun. <laughs> I just toss her the Now is a lesson. Yeah. yeah toss her by Warhammer. <laughs> oh, That's ah. my next action. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, it's heavy. Um, it is Katheria's turn. Uh, Katheria is fixated on these vines. She wants to cut them. So question for the DM. Yes. My attack guiding bolt mm-hmm. is not a piercing attack. It's it not like not. a slicing It's not thing. slashing. No, it is a, a, a impact. I'm looking at my my powers here, and I have primal savagery, which would allow me to kind of attempt to slash at vines with my long with your nails. Claws. Yes, which would also result in me touching them. It would. I don't want to do that, but I don't see any other kind of slashing attack that I have. What do the vines look like? Should I call them roots or vines? I guess technically more roots. There, it is a a, a root system. Okay, they, 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 but they they. Are vine like? They're yeah. they're long tendrils of plants. Aren't vines just air roots? Air roots of mm. upper roots. <laughs> um, uh, how do they look? The ones that Castian attacked. Those that he kind of like cut off have shriveled. Now that you're looking at them, you can see that they're bleeding, or there's otherwise like a liquid coming from the each side that he is uh, he's severed from. The overall system seems to be snaking from each of these rooms. There's more concentrated, thicker vines or, or roots um, above each door that retreat into into these other spaces. Right. So the, the vines that were cut and are bleeding, what door do they lead to? The north door, where you also heard the, uh, the heart coming from. I'm going to move the moonbeam to the doorway of the north door. Okay. You do that, and there's another one of those sound that shriek, and the heartbeats start to beat louder. Uh, and now, um, Nils, roll another uh, uh, perception roll. Okay. I'll roll for the uh, three. Else. Three's not going to do it. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Majumbo hears uh, hears something. Uh, he says, do you, "Do you hear that? It, is, it sounds like a something's beating, a heartbeat." It's the roots. We need to attack the roots. Well, now there is a be- moonbeam in one doorway, blocking the other door, one of the doorways. There is still the second doorway that is open. I think that's your action to move the beam and keep concentration on it? Yes. Okay. Um, it is now the monster's turn. It is, the roots are engulfed. Uh, if it starts its turn in there, it's engulfed in They're ghostly good. flames that take searing pain. It must make a con saving throw. Uh, yeah. Uh, it fails the constitution saving throw, so go ahead and roll your damage. Great. Nine. Through the other door, another figure steps out. This one is more plant than bones. It is almost as if the plants have overtaken the other organic matter from this body. There's bones sticking out, and there's bones that are still visible. It's it's still more skeletal. The human aspects of it are still more skeletal than person, but vines and, and roots have replaced a lot of its skin and tissue. Ooh. Yikes. As it moves, the muscle groups are plant, are vines and things, and as they flex, um, you can see that there's some blood weeping out from uh, from them. And this is dragging, this one, this particular one is dragging a very large two-handed sword uh, that it is going to swing around and try to attack Eutheria with uh, 17 to hit. It hits. 12 damage. Can I use my reaction to take that damage? Yeah, you're close enough. Um, five, still do this. How many? How many? Can you do that whenever you like? It just says when a creature within five feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to take the damage yourself. So how does so that? He can only 
do that once per round. Oh, and I did that for Majumbo. But that was a different round. Yeah, I guess you can do that until you... Um, pass out. Pass out. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, you do. You jump in front again, and you take this hit. Uh, this, Nils. Uh, yeah. No, it's, <clears throat> it staggers you a little bit um, as this uh, hits the shoulder of your armor. Uh, this big sword. Again, uh, the sword, not rusted, not damaged. It is a very nice well-made two-handed great sword. Castian, does this look familiar? I just got him focused on the vines. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was dumb. <laughs> he looks over and he sees the form that the vines have taken um, and again, there's a sadness to this kind of visage. It's something almost like your your minds are interpreting this thing's emotions. It's not necessarily that it's it's physically portraying them, but when you look at it, you feel kind of a sadness. Cassian says, that sword does not belong to you, preacher, and uh, he jumps forward off of the stairs that he was kind of hanging back on. He jumps over you, Katheria, and he does a little flip. <laughs> Whoa. Flip I'll roll seven. athletic or acrobatics just to see. <laughs> I am. Uh, and he lands, he comes down with his swords, uh, his, his one of which is still flame, doing some damage. Does 18 damage. Wow. After he swipes down, he like rushes at this thing and like tries to tackle it and pushes pushes it into the other room uh, and disappears from your view. Uh, it is now Navia's turn. Uh, Navia is going to attempt to uh, use the war hammer. Yeah. Um, you can either go overhand or <laughs> underhand. And if you go underhand, you just drag it and then like kind of fling it upwards for like an uppercut. Fling it up. Yeah. And up. Yeah. One. Ah! Oh, no, it ripped. Rolled over to a 19. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it like, looks like she's not going to do it. Yeah, she's and like, then, like uh, Mills' <laughs> advice clicks. <laughs> uh, and she does, and she uppercuts some wow. of the vines. Uh, into, she, she, like, swings the hammer into the moonbeam uh, to try to smash some of the vines. Um, and she does, and there's a splattering sound uh, as the head of the Warhammer makes contact with the ceiling of this doorway and the, and um, it it reaches into the to the radiant energy of the beam. Oh, cat whoops! Yes, oh, <laughs> there's a splat uh, and blood splatters on uh, all of you that are remaining in this room, which is the four of our our main party here. Let's go ahead and make Constitution saves. My mouth was open. I know you, you're like arms are in the air. Yeah. Just... Fifteen. Twenty-three. Uh, Navy got an eighteen. She's all right. Uh, Majumbo got a dirty 20. She's all right. Everybody's fine. Everybody beats the save. You you feel no ill effects of this. Uh, Katheria, you feel there's a brief, you have a mo- moment of panic might be a little bit as strong, but you, ha- you have a moment of concern having already experienced this, the, 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 the life draining of these vines and the weirdness that has happened since. Um, you're very like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to put her hands on her tongue to get the blood out of her mouth. Because her hands are dirty. Majumbo is going to cast, he's going to play a little little song, a very calming song on his flute, uh, which is Cure Wounds, and he is going to cure Nils for 11. Oh, thanks, buddy. 11. Just giving back a little bit. It is now Nils' turn. So Nils, uh, in this room uh, is the moonbeam covering one door mm-hmm. that uh, Navia just splattered some vines uh, in. 
The other door is open, and uh, Cassian had, has tackled the other uh, creature through, the more viney creature tackled into that room. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh, well, first, I want to say, Navia, that might be the quickest anyone has ever learned. I'm blown away. I think my shoulders are already, already sore. Well, I'll take that from you then. So, you know, you know <laughs> good good lesson. It's very heavy. <laughs> I think I can apply it to the staff. It's a big, it's yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. All right. So I grab the Warhammer and then uh, I go into the other room. Mm-hmm. When you turn the corner into the other room, you see much more plant activity. Uh, Cassian is squaring off against this creature with its uh, with its two-handed greatsword. But in addition to the to, to the the viney way that uh, the plant has filled out these bones, you see that there is a particular tendril stretching out from the back of its chest, like out the back of its center mass. And oh, is it in VR? <laughs> it's like it's, it's all hooked together. Uh, from this 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 particular vine or root is leading to a. It's kind of it, it kind of bends weird and snakes up and it fills the. It reaches to the top of the ceiling and then it bends back down. Then there is a object impaled by this, and this object appears to be a heart that is beating. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the prequel series. And thanks so much for your patience. I know that I said that there wouldn't be a gap between episodes uh, after our little inspiration station, uh, but there was a gap and it was the normal gap. Uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, I had to take a few six days last week uh, and then... Uh, and then I had a weird computer crash and lost all of my work on the episode. So I really was put through it the last few days. Uh, but all things are good now. And we are listening to this incredible uh, battle episode that we have for uh, for the prequel. Our most extensive battle so far with these characters. Uh, and I'm really excited uh, by what Beth and Mike did. Uh, and uh, excited for you guys to listen to the back half of it. You don't even know yet, but there's cool stuff coming. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. We just shipped the margarine t-shirt for the the t-shirt club, the patron exclusive t-shirt. Beth has done designs kind of related to all the characters at this point. Uh, And margarine was the last one. It's a really great design featuring some margarine imagery and her classic line, you want some candy, uh, which a patron pointed out is a strange thing to put on a t-shirt. But when I asked Beth if she had any reservations about making that a shirt to wear in public, she said, I encourage generosity. So uh, take a lesson from Marjorie and Beth and be generous in your life. You can be generous with your podcast listening habits and check out your art friends, Beth's other show, uh, where she and fellow artist Andrew Thompson discuss the wacky world of being a professional artist uh, and life through their particular lens. If you enjoyed the uh, episode a couple weeks ago on this show, then you will love your art friends. It's just, it's more of that. Uh, Andrew's great. Uh, They have a really fun insight into um, creativity and working as an artist as well as just life in general. So check out your art friends wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, whenever you get a chance. New episodes are coming uh, Fridays, those release. 
that's it for me. Thanks again for your patience. We will be back to the normal release schedule every other Wednesday until we get back into season five. So we will see you in a couple weeks if you're listening to this a day came out. Just a couple more ads and then we will get your back to it. Thanks so much and do what's fun. My instinct is to go attack heart. As you step forward towards the heart, the creature switches its attention away from Castian towards you, mm-hmm. and it moves in such a way as to block your path. I tell Castian, hey, there's a, there's this heart thing right here that's everything's connected to. We got to focus on that. It's her heart. Oh, who's her? Eloine. This was this was her sword, anyways. The sword raises ahead of you. What do you do? I go for a block. Roll a athletics roll. Okay, 15. Okay, you do. You block this blow. What do you do? Uh, I I guess I counter counter and I swing at the... Roll an attack roll. 18. 18 hits. Okay, I'm going to do six damage. Uh, You get another attack. I'll take another swing. 17? Yeah. All right. And an eight for damage. Uh, Nils on a roll in this fight. Yeah, yeah well. good. Katheria, you're back in that first room. You have your moonbeam blocking the north door. Nils just ran through the east door. You overheard something about a heart. I'm fixated on Navia right now. Okay. I want to get her a blade. Let me. Can I look around the room and see these untarnished weapons? Uh, that that short sword is there on the ground. Sure. I want to grab that. Okay. Good call. When you pick it up, there's a there's a flash of uh it's an image this room with no vines uh and and you're you're running towards the stairway and then you feel an impalement and then that's it whoa and you just have this flash of like a almost of, of experiencing this thing where you're running towards that stairway and then you feel something stab you in the back and then you come out of it uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> navia uh, and I, I give her the short sword. She doesn't seem to react in any way when you when she takes it. She just takes it from you. And she says, oh, this so probably better. It's a lot lighter than Nils's hammer. And you did well with that. Uppercut. Just watch your back. <laughs> and I, I run into the room with Nils. Castian kind of stepping, uh, he's off to the side, kind of. He's focused on the figure, um, which is uh, kind of having just been twice by Nils staggering back a little bit. Behind, snaking behind the figure is this uh, long vine with um, what looks to have a heart impaled upon it that connects to the greater wall. And then Nils, I'm imagining, kind of like crouched or maybe on a knee, kind of uh, attacking from below, like you slid in to, to smack this thing. So am I next to Castian? You're ne- you're between them. Between, between Nils and, and Nils? Castian. Yeah, uh, like you came in. And who can I touch? You could touch Nils. Castian's a little bit further away. I'm going to touch Nils and cast Guidance. Okay. What's that? You can add a d4 to any ability one tap. Uh, you can roll the die before or after. Okay. And I touch him on, on the back. Yes. Uh, and you feel this, yes, very supportive yeah. presence. Yeah. You, you immediately know that it's Katheria behind you. I don't even have to look. Aw. Aw. It is now the creature's turn. It is going to try to bring this greatsword back around on top of you. Uh, crits. Oh, shit. That's going to be uh, potentially a big hit. It is, it is a 26. Ow. And this bites into your armor. It catches a break um, and it bites into your shoulder. You can feel this weapon cut into you. Uh, and when it does so, it burns with a a, a hot white heat, um, a, a almost holy heat, something that you were not expecting 
this type of uh, monster to uh, attack you with. It opens its mouth such as it is, and you see when it does, it's it's just kind of plant fibers that part, like almost like you split a log, and when it opens up, just blood pours out. Mm-hmm. Back in the other room, the moonbeam falls when you break your concentration and cast your guidance, uh, opening up that room, and another uh, skeletal creature uh, comes through and attacks Navia, uh, getting her now for uh, nine. And you can hear Theria from the other room. You hear her call out in pain. Um, uh, oh, no. <laughs> Majumbo is there in that room as well, um, but he was not attacked. It's back up to Castian. Uh, Cast- Castian, with a newfound fury, he streams once more, that does not belong to you. Uh, and he swings with his swords. Uh, but he rolls a, w- a one. No. Oh, no. And uh, something grabs him by the ankle. A vine grabs him by the ankle and he and slew foots him. Uh, and his flame sword falls from his grasp uh, and the flame goes out. It is Navia's turn now. You guys can't see what happens, but she's in the party. Uh, she is going to try to use the sword. She's like, Hardhead, uppercut! Uh, and she <laughs> does it again. <laughs> she does it again. But now, uh, not used to the lighter, much lighter sword, uh, this very well crafted sword, it just moves like it's an extension of her arm. Uh, and she crits back oh, hell at yeah. this. Whoa. Uh, back at the one that is attacking her. You said she wasn't used to it. And I thought, oh no, this will be bad. <laughs> uh, not ton damage, but um, is able to hold her own against this against this thing. Majumbo, once again, going to play that same tune. You can hear it echo through through the stones, off the stones, uh, as he heals Navia for four. Not, not as much. <laughs> I have a complaint about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen a heal spell do shit. <laughs> Ever. The berries will do one to two HP, and yeah. healing spells will do two to four. They, they really are just kind of like, don't keep you from dying. Yeah, like, it, it's not, I guess. It's, uh, yeah, they, there is a, a gap in the, in the, dra- <laughs> in the drama of this moment. And then four, he says, I got you. It's, you're doing great. Just keep, just keep following his advice. Spam that uppercut. It is now Nils' turn. Nils, you're back in this room. You've got this great sword guy in front of you, mm-hmm. or, or person in front of you, uh, and the, um, the plant. Uh, around, what do you do? Um, I'm going to use Divine Smite. Okay. When I hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal extra radiant damage. Okay. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to I'm going to swipe. I'm going to uh, try to attack again. Well, twelve will miss. First miss. First miss. Yeah. Today. Okay. I'm going to. You sw- get a second one. I'm going to swing one more time. 14. 14 also misses. Oh, you okay. have that D4. You do have the D4. Oh, yeah. Then I'll roll that. 15. <laughs> 15 will get it. Yay! Yay! That's enough. <laughs> I turn it like, thanks, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so what does it say? I it, it, you you swing, and it appears as though you're going to miss, but then there's there's almost a, a magical correction <laughs> at oh. the last moment. And you, and you a bo- star glints in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I do five bludgeoning damage. Okay, and then the extra 2d8. There we go, 12. You break it apart. Uh, the bones scatter to each corner of this room. The viney bits um, start to wiggle 
and unravel. Uh, and as they do, they spray a blood around. Roll your constitution saves, both of you. Mm. Sorry, everyone. Eleven. Eleven. Both of you are overcome by a feeling of just like a white hot anger. Oh. That you can't explain. You're suddenly furious. If you wouldn't have touched my back, I wouldn't have gotten gritted. Well, if you hadn't have made me want to touch your back, then I wouldn't have done it. Well, what? It is Theria's turn. You see Nils as an enemy. Oh, Wait, really? Yes. You're you're blind with rage. Oh. And furious that he would suggest that it's your fault that this happened. I primal savagery slap him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that, a, is that an action you have? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm going to make my fingernails sharpen. Oh, God. Ready to deliver a corrosive attack. You're going to take acid damage, my love. Wow. Let's see. Not to my face, please. <laughs> Not the moneymaker. Yeah. All right. To hit 24. Yes, that will get that will get him. <laughs> You're going to get me in the arm? I'm so sorry. No, it's your face. My face? Uh, yeah, I'm super mad. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 acid damage. Nils doesn't have scars, canonic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll get rid of it somehow. Five acid damage to your cheek. Oh, ow. And I storm out of the room. Yeah. (laughs) You enter back into the room that you were just in, the, the one at the landing at the bottom of the stairs where you see this other plant skeleton attacking Navia. Quick DM question. Is the heart dead? No. Okay. The heart continues to beat. Um, The heart now reaches out, and that vine that is attached to the heart um, is searching for those bones. It's almost like sucking them up like a vacuum. Um, (laughs) And then it's starting to reform that creature. The great sword is on the ground. Nils, you don't view the vine as an enemy. Theory just left the room. Your main foe, as far as you're concerned right now, is Katheria. In the room that you just walked into, Theria, you see another, the, the skeleton creature that was attacking Navia, uh, attack her again and gets her for two damage. Uh, she's able to kind of uh, uh, brush it off and avoid most of the blow, although she gets hit a little bit. How do uh, I feel about that? You don't feel. That's the weird thing. You feel a conflict. There's a part of you buried underneath all this rage. That compassion is so dulled where this would have moments ago, you know, been a huge deal for you. Now you almost feel like good. You know, it's a, it's, there's part of you that's really, really struggling and concerned about this, but it's just buried under so much hatred and anger that you can't let that part take over. You're still stuck in battle mode. It's Cassian's turn. Cassian is in the room with Nils. He goes over and he picks up the sword, the big sword, um, and he falls to his knees. He's holding the sword up almost as if he's like going to offer it to somebody. Uh, he just starts crying. It's Navia's turn. Navia is going to try to attack the skeleton creature. Uh, she says, Kat, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to really need your help. I'm, I'm not really good at the sword thing yet. And she's just swinging wildly with mm-hmm. the sword missing. Um, Majumbo's going to do the same with his sword. He gets a one. Oh, we're he, falling apart. He oh, yeah. also gets slew-footed by the plants. Now the plant is kind of like hanging him. Like he, it's pulled him upside down. 
So he's hanging from uh, his ankle. Uh, this is really not the situation I want to be in. If the, cat, please help cut me down. Uh, Nils, you're in the room uh, with uh, Cassian and... Um, There's a lot of emotion going on in this room. Yeah. He's uh, preoccupied. You have... You can see that the vine is still uh, kind of sucking up bones and reforming them. Uh, mm-hmm. This heart beating fast, very, very fast, uh, excitedly beating. Roll a constitution save. Seven. Seven. You still view Theria uh, as an enemy. You, without even... You don't even understand really what you're doing. You leave this room. You just find yourself leaving this room, following her, uh, and you 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 come up behind her. I guess I take a swing at her. <laughs> I, I, the the real. How, how do we make this sexy? <laughs> the real struggle that you're having, yeah. like that, like inspiration on the constitution roll like you go to swing but there's part of you that's fighting so hard against this roll again roll my cousin yeah to see if you can break this spell 19 19 does you're able to fight it off you, uh. you really really you 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 it it seemed so wrong to you yeah to strike her thanks Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> Uh, that you're able to fight off this evil magic that was compelling your emotions, compelling your your actions, compelling everything about you. Do you're, I do I recall? Like, do I do I realize that it was? Yeah, you, an you, effect. You, your hammer is coming forward, mm-hmm. and it's going to hit her in the back of the head, and you stop oh, it. Jesus Christ! And you stop it, and you you shake off what was com- you you uh, you you realize that you were under the, the the thrall of this blood that was that was sprayed on you. And now you have control of your faculties. What do you do? Oh my god! Uh, it's the blood. The blood. The blood. Uh, the blood made me do it. <laughs> don't touch the. Don't get touched by the blood. She the, whirls. Yeah, still very pissed. Oh. Yeah. And she knows. It's the. You know, it's the blood. I think it's her turn next. It I is. think Cat, in her mind, is like. The, she is blaming Nils for being here in the first, like the reason why she's here in the first place. If her and Navia had been able to do this by ourselves, uh, taken a trip, checked this place out, if that playing card hadn't flown through the portal and interrupted all of this and made this happen, this is entirely Nils's fault. We wouldn't be in this predicament if it wasn't for him. She, and she knows that he almost hit her just then. I think she whirls and enraged, just like wraps her fingers around his throat. Ooh, roll an athletics roll. Oh. And then Nils contest it. This is a grapple check. She rolled a 16. Grab him. Your hands, which have start which have transformed your primal hands, the rest of you remaining you, grabs him, wraps, wraps around its uh, around his throat, and I think you lift him a little bit off the ground. Ooh. Uh, and you have all of that emotion, all of those real thoughts mm-hmm. part of that is real are there and they're they're swirling in your in your head uh it is your turn make a constitution save though 30 20 you, you whirl around after he says this you grab him by the throat you lift him off the ground a little bit your claws digging into his skin you can feel it, it, them breaking it a little bit yeah. i drop my warhammer and my shield when you're face to face and you look into his eyes there's something about the kindness 
that you were shown in the in the caverns, the kind of playfulness that he's had since he's come in. We get a flashback moment. <laughs> the fun that he's brought to you that you didn't really have. Yeah. The sense of safety you feel when he's when he's touched you and you snap out of it. I drop him. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I It wasn't you. I know. No, it's the blood. It was the blood. I give her a, I wrap my arms around her. I I lean into it. Uh, the monsters are going to attack. <laughs> uh, Navia and Majumbo. They're going to miss, though. Uh, they're going to miss Navia, but Majumbo is held up by the the, um, the vines, and he's just going to have uh, a, a sword swipe just raked across his back. He yells out in pain. Help! Help! Please! I cut me. It was very nice. Cut me down, though. It's Cassian's turn. He's in the other room. Something happens. You can't see. Presumably, he cries more. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Navia is going to turn and cut down, or try to cut down Majumbo. She does it. A dirty 20. Cuts wow. him down. Uh, they have a nice moment w- together where she helps him up. Uh, and then it is back to, um, now it's Majumbo's turn. He is going to look into the room beyond, see the part in that room that is connected to the vines. He's going to pass Shatter. He's going to use one of his big spell slots, one of his third level spell slots. Go ahead and cast Shatter. It needs to make a constitution save. It fails. Big 4d8 coming in. Ooh. Uh, the heart bursts. Oh. Ew. After he plays this horrible screeching discordant note on his flute. <laughs> And the heart bursts and splatters blood in that room. No one is in the room, though. Get hit with it. Uh, the, the creature that that heart was controlling um, falls apart. And the vine starts to wither and retreat further into the recesses of this structure. Nils, it's your turn. Nils, can you get Castian out of there? Yeah, I'm on it. Uh, you turn the corner back into the room that you just came from. You see him still on the ground, um, uh, holding the sword. He's he's got it kind of. He's positioned himself kind of over the bones. Um, he is still kind of weeping, and the the vine with the the heart uh, has just about reformed um, the monster that it was controlling. Come on, man! We got to get out of here. You can't touch this. You, you can't touch this blood. You can't. You can't be weeping right now. And I kind of like help him up. Uh, yeah, you put your arms over him, and he he slowly responds, standing uh, with great effort. And he drags the sword uh, with him, uh, and you leave this room. He kind of looks back over his shoulder. Theria. At third level, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. No! Eight! Do you have inspiration? I do. And now I don't. Thirteen! Thirteen will hit the heart. Yes! Just suspended in the sky. Okay, 66 damage. It's going to be 19 damage. That is enough to burst the heart. Yes. You take a leaf out of Majumbo's book, and then from a distance, go for it. The heart bursts, splattering uh, blood in that room. Uh, the body that it was controlling falls apart, and the vine withers and retreats further into the structure. 
Uh, the danger appears to have subsided for the moment. Um, the bones that are still on this ground uh, no longer stir with any kind of activity. Just these weapons remain. Uh, the sword that Navia now holds, there's a, sh- a small shield, uh, buckler-like shield, the great sword that Castian has in his possession. Uh, there's a, a long sword that um, the other one was holding and uh, has since dropped as well. Uh, all of these are very nice weapons. They don't appear to be aged at all. They still seem sharp and dangerous. Uh, you are familiar that some of them are sharp and dangerous because they hurt you. Um, hmm. But the bones look ancient. Uh, they are there's no meat left on them. You don't see any, uh, you know, ratted clothing, rotted clothing or armor or anything. It's just old, old bones. Um, the stone in this place, now that you have a moment to catch your breath, is very, very old uh, and and overgrown. The smells are very dank. Um, it's as if nobody's been in this place for a very, very long time. It's a disturbing, creepy place. It has none of the vibrance that the city had, none of the life that the forest had. Um, this is a something that has been devoid of warmth um, for a very long time, except for the actual physical warmth that comes off of these vines. All right, you have these two doors, the north and the east door from where you were. What do you do? Can we take a short rest? You could take a short rest. Yes, you could. Yep. yep. That's a great idea. D&D and D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D and D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sigan.